What is good everyone? Bobby Daytona, Bobby Littman, whatever it is that you want to call me, doesn't make a dang bit of difference. Not today at least. Hey guys, I got some quick thunder for you. So tune in and check it out. Let me know what you guys think. I, um, I'm not going to ever claim to be you know, a Civil War historian buff because I have met probably two people in my lifetime who have really, really studied the Civil War all the characters that place the battles, the stories, they really understand the thing inside and out. And they can break it down for you in really beautiful sound bites that are so interesting to hear. And I bring this up because I've done a little bit of studying, a little bit of research on the Civil War and a few of the critical players and moments that are oftentimes forgotten so that I could, you know, inform my own political opinions. But this isn't about that at all. In fact, this is going to be an episode and this is going to be a quick speech about leadership within your own life, about your own ability to face fear. Because let's face it, there was a point in time when there was the North and the South, two people of the same country fighting against one another. People who were 16, 15, 14, 17, 60. Seven, well, I don't know if they were 70, but the idea here is you have people that are incredibly young, adolescents. Then you also have middle-aged men and you have older men all fighting. And what every single one of those men confronted on days of battle when they actually saw the whites of their opponent's eyes as they looked death right in the face. And if I was to take a guess, every single one of them was afraid at some point in time. And they were afraid of losing their life. And there was a certain general. His name was George B. McClellan. George B. McClellan was in charge of the Northern Army. And he was appointed by Abraham Lincoln. So besides Lincoln, probably on a world stage, he is one of the most significant generals in the world. Because you have a country that is revolting against itself. And the man that has been tasked to wage the war against you know, his southern allies, whatever you want to call them, um, this is the man in charge. His name is George B. McClellan. And important to George B. McClellan's story is that from an early age, he was groomed for success. He came from the right family, meaning that he had the right type of financial resources to back him, a certain type of nobility. You know, George B. McClellan, he's described as a pretty good-looking guy. I mean, think about a Brad Pitt type character. I'm not going to say that's quite who he was, but, you know, he's a good-looking guy. This is someone who graduated with distinctions and honors from one of the top military ac academies in the world. This is someone who, in his early time as an officer, and I want to say that he was in the Army, he was Army Infantry, he saw massive success because he saw certain pieces on the battlefield. He made pivots and he won decisive victories. That was George B. McClellan's story. So in essence, this is someone who has everything going for them. They have continually shown that they are more than capable of situations of life and death. And now George B. McClellan has been promoted to the highest position that arguably he can have besides that of president. And I'm not sure what his ambition was, but he basically was at the very top of the military because he was, he was the general. And he was fired. 
the man was promptly fired and rightfully so. Because George B. McClellan, for as great as he was in his younger career, and after he had you know, a few battles under his belt, but then there was many decades in between, he had lost a certain faucet of his character. You know, a, a core trait that in his earlier days of battle had allowed for him to have decisive victories. And it was his willingness to act. It was really that simple. Because what happened to George B. McClellan is that he started overestimating how many opponents he would face. So if he had an army of 20,000, he thought that his opponent's army would be at 21,000. He was outnumbered. And then over time, and this happened pretty quickly, that would go from 20,000 versus 21,000 to 20,000 versus 30,000. And now he's down 10,000 men. Hell, there was actual instances where he might have had 20,000 men and his opponent had 15, but he convinced himself that he was at a numerical disadvantage. And so he didn't take decisive action. And so this is someone who has been successful. They have confronted death. They have confronted fear. And they're now at a position where they're not making those same decisions. And because they're not making those same decisions, they're not receiving the same outputs. They're not getting the same accolades. They're not getting those decisive victories. And one of my favorite authors of all time, it is a Civil War historian named James B. McPherson. And James B. McPherson, if you run into anyone that has studied the Civil War and really gone through books on books, I think that they would all pretty conclusively agree that James B. McPherson is one of the best Civil War novelists, historians, you know, synthetic narrators. narrators. <laughs> he really could just string together, you know, a 30,000 foot view while also being boots on the ground. And how he described George B. McClellan in The Fall of a Great Man was pretty simple. What he said that, what he said about George B. McClellan is that he was afraid to risk his army in an offensive because he might be defeated. And he lacked the moral courage to act, to confront that terrible moment of truth, and to decide and to risk. And I'm gonna say it one more time. And while I'm saying this, I want you to think about your own life. Because I have gone back through, and I've read this probably 20 times in the last few days, because of how true this has been in my own story, in my own tale. So check it out. This is why a great man failed. He was afraid to risk his army in an offensive because he might be defeated. And he lacked the moral courage to act, to confront that terrible moment of truth, to decide and to risk. That's why a great man failed. And I recognize that if a great man fails because he has been unable to act, then think about how many average men have failed because they have been unable to act. And think about your own life and the facets of your own life in which you are failing to act that are causing you agony. Where is that? And be real honest with yourself because 
This isn't an easy practice. I'm not asking you to do something easy right now. In fact, I'm calling you to do something which is going to require a certain degree of self-inspection, but this is a trait that great people have. And it's the trait of brutal honesty and assessment of yourself to decide where it is that you're at, what it is that you're doing well, what it is that you're failing at, and how it is that you need to move forward to break the loop of the cycle in which thought pattern you are stuck that's holding you back so that you can return to your greatness.